0: Let's talk about six beautiful pictures of us. Six beautiful pictures of us. 1 Peter 2, 4 through 8 says, Come to Christ, who is the living foundation of rock upon which God builds. Though men have spurned him, he is very precious to God, who has chosen him above all others. And now you have become living building stones for God's use in building his house. What's more, you are his holy priest. So come to him. You who are acceptable to him because of Jesus Christ and offer to God those things that please him. See, I'm sending Christ to be the carefully chosen precious cornerstone of my church. And I will never disappoint those who trust in him. Yes, he is very precious to you who believe and to those who reject him. Well, the same stone that was rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone, the most honored and important part of the building. And the scriptures also say, he is the stone that some will stumble over and the rock that will make them fall. They will stumble because they will not listen to God's word, nor obey it. And so this punishment must follow that they will fall. We are living stones in God's house. That's the first picture, the first beautiful picture. And what a metaphor woven into the fabric of building a spiritual house according to this text. Christ Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone but we are living stones or building blocks Paul says the same thing in Ephesians 2:19 and 20 He says now you are no longer strangers to God and foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's very own family, citizens of God's country, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. And what a foundation you stand on now, the apostles and the prophets and the cornerstone, uh, is Jesus Christ himself. Every time someone trusts Christ, As Savior, another stone is taken from the pit of sin or from the pit of hell and from the devil. And a spiritual house is built. The Holy Spirit goes to work on another soul, teaching, leading, guiding, uplifting, and so forth. We are never, left alone. Once we come to Christ, all oh, the construction begins, and it will not end until the day of perfection. That's the day of Christ, the rapture. He oversees the construction of another soul being made like Christ. And that's why God said, "When you are in my hands, all the devils in hell cannot pluck you out." Huh? Once you once you save, you are in fact saved, huh? And oh, what a blessing to have a hands-on contractor! God is going to make us like Christ, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Once you have enough faith to believe, and you give your life to Christ, you are in a changing process, huh? Behold, you are a new creation, all things will become new, huh? That's why Christians go through so much, because you're in the process of changing, huh? God's got his hands on you. God is a hands-on God. That's why a whole lot of folk don't like God, because they don't want God's hands on, huh? We are his living stones being built into a beautiful tapestry a spiritual house. Oh, what a construction project, my Lord. The Lord Jesus building his family, building the church. Wow. <laughs> you know, Jesus uh, is, 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 we are the bride of Christ and we are waiting on him to come and receive us unto himself the day of the rapture. My, 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 my. Oh, what a beautiful picture Revelation talks about, Matthew 24 and Ezekiel and Daniel. You know, you got to read all those to understand end time events. That's why a lot of preachers will not preach it. It's just too much work. Huh? We are the bride of Christ. We are the called out from the mass of humanity to become a special part of God's family forever. We are eternal beings. We're going to spend eternity somewhere. Will it be with God through Christ? Or will it be in hell with Lucifer the devil himself? What a beautiful picture God has chosen us, me. We have been picked and called out from among them. Remember how you used to be and God saved you from that? He picked you up out of the muck and the mire. This is a beautiful picture. Before After my Lord, oh, bless his name. God has removed us from the pit of our sin. He has been chiseling away at us for a long time, trying to shape us like Christ. We have been dropped and broken and marred. So many things have happened to us. We've gone through so much. Some of us are going through so much now. God is changing us. Huh? He is constructing us. Oh, but our God just keeps picking us up. Every time we fall down, he just keeps picking us up once again. My, 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 my. And then, and then uh, we, the, the, I like the way the, the songwriter said uh, uh, in the broken vessel, the potter, that's God, saw a vessel that had been broken by the wind and the rain. I used to sing this song. Oh, bless his name. And he sought with so much compassion to make it all over again. Oh, but I was that broken vessel that no one thought was any good. I said, Lord, you are the potter. I am the clay. Make me over again today. Ha <laughs> Jesus picked up the pieces of my broken heart that day. And he made me a new vessel and revived my soul again. I can hear that tune playing in my head. I'm I'm not going to try to sing it for you. But it says, my friend, if you're broken and scattered by the storms of life and you've looked in vain for the answers, For all your turmoil and strife, just look to the Savior who'll save your soul from sin and cry, Lord, you are the potter. I am the clay. Make me over again today. My, 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 my. Oh, you can can call me a condemned property if you want to. You, you can call me raunchy if you want to. I, I, I've done some bad things. huh? I'm worn out, I'm dilapidated, I'm derelict. huh? And I don't look like some of the beautiful edifices of Christ. Oh, but Jesus picked up the pieces of my broken heart and revived my soul again. Yes, 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 the master builder, the chief architect, he designed and rebuilt me, Huh? even on my worst day. Even when I'm in the blues, yes, those sad, old, weary blues, God still loves me. Oh, bless his name. Mm-hmm-hmm. Throw me away if you want to. God will pick me up and revive my soul again. Some of us, we've been through divorces. We've been through terminations. We've been through illnesses. We've been through financial problems. We've been through wayward children. We're going through personal issues and problems. And God just keeps picking us up. Broken vessels and reviving us all over again. Oh my God. But just wait. There's just more beautiful pictures. That's just one. And then number two, we are priest I'm going from the word here that I just talked about we are priests in God's temple huh Peter said we are a holy priesthood huh a holy priesthood that's what we are and, and, and I'm gonna tell you something we are not those nasty old pedophile priests now let's get that straight that's not what I'm talking about. Huh. We are a royal priesthood. And listen, we may not all be preachers or evangelists or even gifted teachers. huh? That, 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 that's a fact. But we are all priests. We belong to a royal order that has been set apart by God himself. You see, the role of a priest is to offer up prayer, to bring spiritual sacrifices and to intercede to God on behalf of others and to stay in tune with the spiritual side of life. And wouldn't this include every believing Christian? Huh? Doesn't, it doesn't matter what age you are or what sex you are or what color you are or where you came from or, or, or social standing. We are all priests in the same temple if we know the Lord Jesus Christ as our savior, if we are rolling with God. Huh? We are priests. And, and then number three, we are a chosen Raced. Deuteronomy seven six through eight says, "For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for His treasured possession. Out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth, you." have been chosen because you in faith gave your life to the Lord. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love on you and chose you, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it is because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath that he swore to your fathers, that the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. That was God talking to the Israelites or the children of Israel, if you please. huh? That's what God is saying. And I want to tell you something. For by grace are you saved through faith. Israel and the Israelites, they went through so much. Oh, they went through a whole lot. Uh, and, and, and they were a chosen race. And we, by virtue of what they went through, even though we're not Jews, we're Gentiles, but we're saved into the family of God and therefore we have become Christians and so the promises that God made to them, we will inherit some of the very same things. God didn't choose Israel for her strength. She had none. It wasn't because of her numbers or size. She was one of the smallest nations. It definitely wasn't because of her moral superiority. Israel had some serious moral issues even with God on our side. God chose Israel purely out of his grace, the same reason that he chose us, out of his grace and his love. No merit on their part at all, no merit on our part at all, simply because God loved them and simply because God loves us. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, lest any man should boast, said Ephesians 2 and 8. Why did God choose us? For the same reasons. We didn't impress him. We didn't have extraordinary faith or sincerity. It wasn't the goodness of our heart. No, no. It wasn't even because we were so smart or so wise. And here's the thing. We didn't even choose God first. But God shows us his love for us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Huh? It was all started by God. He first loved us. Now you tell me that's not a beautiful picture. God chose us. God gave us his grace. He said, I want you for myself. My, my, my. Hmm? In John 15, 16, it says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. You so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. Every time we run off or get lost, do you know our shepherd comes and finds us and leads us back home, back to the green pastures and the still waters? You tell me that's not a beautiful picture. You are a, uh, let's not go to number four. You are a holy nation. Huh? Yeah, the scripture uses the word holy, sacred, set apart. God has set us apart for a special purpose. Huh? Once we decide to wear something, uh, unless whether we go on the word, to an event, special event whatever it is that particular clothing is set apart whether it's hung on the other side of the closet whether we take it out of the closet hang it on a hook whether we hang it on the side of the bed or whatever whether we take it out and iron it if it's not already ironed, we it's set apart from the rest of the clothes and why is it better than the rest of our clothes no not necessarily it's just that this particular piece of clothing is set aside for what we're wearing that day, for that moment in time. And listen, we as Christians are in the world, but not of the world. We march to the beat of a different drum, we sing different songs, we watch different shows, we talk different. We act differently. And why is that? Because we are a holy nation. We have been set apart. Huh? We are God's elect. Not that we're better than. We are just chosen by God for this particular thing. And that is to be a part of building his house. We are a brick. In that house. I didn't say it was a brick house. I said we are a brick in this house. And number five, we belong to God. We are God's possession. He purchased us with his own blood. First Peter 2 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Huh? God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh my God. God loved us enough to die for us. Hmm? Yes. Even while we were yet sinners. Huh? Now, you can call us peculiar. You can call us what you want. Call us different. you, you Whatever. All I know is God loves us. And I know this, he paid a high price for us. Oh, yes, he did. He paid a high price. We are a people, number six, who has received mercy. We're talking about beautiful pictures, six beautiful pictures of us. Hmm? Second Peter 2.10 says, Once you were not a people, but now you are a people. You're God's people. Yes, yes. Uh, once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Do you remember where God picked you up from? Remember, remember? Where God got you from, where he found you? And aren't you glad he didn't leave you there? Remember, huh? Have you forgotten what the darkness and confusion was like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God fixed you up, changed your life. Uh, remember how sin ran your life, sin was your master, and God set you free. Oh, we were entangled in the chain web, but God loosed us and set us free. Oh my God. Because of all of this, we must remember we are a people saved only because of God's mercy. God has uniquely and exclusively cared for us even when we failed ourselves. Yes, yes. And it is only because of God's grace and mercy that we get by in this world, on this foreign soil, in this cosmos. God makes all the difference. In our lives, he watches over us with immense care. We may not deserve it, but God loves us anyhow. I like that song that says, oh, your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment just because of you. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you. And I want to praise you too. Because it's your grace and mercy that brought me through. Oh, thank you, Lord, for saving a sinner like me. To tell the world salvation is free. There were times when I I just didn't do right. But you, Lord, you watched over me nevertheless all day and all night. Your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. And I want to thank you, Lord. I just want to praise you too. your grace and mercy brought me through. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now for part one of this message. Your grace and mercy, it brought us through. Lord, you've been so good to us, so kind. Oh, God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for making me whole. Thank you for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and so free. In the name of Jesus, we pray now and thank you. Amen. This is part one. Look for it on podcasts, Spotify or Apple. God bless you. We'll see you in part two.